Every member of the body of Christ has a spiritual gift given to us by the Holy Spirit. What's yours? Well, learn more about your gift and its purposes in your life as we study 1 Corinthians 12 today on Through the Bible. I'm your host, Steve Schwetz, and I want to welcome you aboard the Bible bus as we set off for another grand adventure in our study of God's entire Word. Now, there are some topics in the church that do oftentimes cause great debate, aren't there? Some even cause division from folks who understand them differently. When he first preached this message, Dr. J. Vernon McGee felt this lesson touched on some of those controversial issues. So he recorded an introduction to help us stay focused on what he believes is important, our unity in Christ. Let's listen now. I would like to share with you a statement of policy. I'd like to read part of it to you that you might understand that we are in a controversial area where many of us will disagree, but we can disagree without being disagreeable, and we can still love each other. In fact, the heart of the whole controversy is, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love. So let's not fall out. Listen to this statement. In any systematic study of the Bible, it is impossible to avoid controversial subjects and debatable issues. Going through the Bible, as I do, necessitates the touching of all the bases, every book, every chapter, and most verses. That means I must express my viewpoint on many passages on which good men differ. If I were a politician running for office or if I were a contestant running in a popularity contest, I would detour around these passages and speak only on the sins of the Moabites and comfort the sinners by scattering sunshine and rose water. However, my purpose is to declare the whole counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation without fear or favoritism of anyone's doctrine and let the chips fall where they may. I do not claim that I have a monopoly on the truth and that I am always right. I do not speak ex cathedra. I do not wish to give the impression that I am a know-it-all. After my 40 years of study of the Word of God, I am more amazed at my vast ignorance of the Bible rather than at what I have learned. I am still trying to grow in grace and in knowledge of the Word of God. I have not arrived but am still a pilgrim on the way to the celestial city. I regret that everyone does not agree with me, but all of us have the right to be wrong sometime. I teach the Word of God as He gives me the light. I have a profound conviction about what I teach. I am dogmatic, but I will not break fellowship with any believer who agrees on the essentials of Scripture, but who differs on the incidentals. I need all the friends I can get. We Christians are a minority group. We need to stand for the inerrancy and inspiration of the Scripture. We need to present a united front against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Don't fall out with me and hate me because I do not see eye to eye with you on all points. Pray for me that my eyes may be open to the truth and that the Holy Spirit will be my teacher, not man. Heavenly Father, bless the Word as it goes out today. And may the Spirit of God be our teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. That was a great introduction. I know I'm ready to study, aren't you? Well, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 to 31, as we travel through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. 
Now, friends, we saw last time that Paul now is discussing spiritualities. He's turned from the carnalities, and now he's discussing with them the gifts of the Spirit for the church. And he is making that one of the spiritualities. We'll see love in the next chapter, and also the resurrection. These are great spiritualities, and we'll be looking at them. But now will you notice, he says that a gift is a manifestation of the Spirit. It's what the Holy Spirit will do through a believer. Now, I believe that God will give each believer a gift. It's given, we're told here, to every man, irrespective. You may not have a talent to sing or to speak or to teach, but you have a gift if you're a child of God. You've been put in the body of believers, and it's given to every man, and it's there to profit. That is, it'll profit the church. It's for the wealth of the church. It's to build up the church. Now he says here, and he only mentions a few gifts, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. And wisdom means insight into truth. I do not think everyone can understand the Bible. That's the reason we all need teachers, because of the fact that not everyone has the gift. Wisdom is insight into the truth of the Word of God. Now, knowledge means to investigate, to dig into truth. Now he says to another, verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit. Faith, we're told in Scripture, is the substance of things hoped for. Now, that's a gift that some people have. I personally, because of the fact I have a little Scotch blood in me, and I know that I'm going to get a letter from some good Scotchman, and he's going to say to me, Scotch is a whiskey. <laughs> And you say you've got a little scotch in you. Well, may I say to you, it's not whiskey. I can assure you that. But I have a little scotch, and I have a little German. And boy, when you get that combination, it's bad. You're a pessimist. I was born a pessimist. And I look at everything from that viewpoint. In every church I've served, God has given me always several people who have the gift of faith. I've had many a time an officer come put his arm around my shoulder and say, Look, preacher. This thing's going to work. This thing's going to come through all right. And you know, it did. <laughs> he had the faith. I didn't. And to another faith, by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. And that means to lay hands and the sick are healed. Now, I believe that that was, as we shall see later, a gift that was given to the apostles and men in that early period. Now, I don't think that gift is needed today. I think the thing that we are to do today is to take it to the great physician directly, not to a man or a woman down here. Take your case to the great physician. And my friend, it's a lack of faith not to do that, to take it to an individual. Because to lay hands on the sick, the Lord Jesus did that when they didn't have much faith. But you remember, that centurion came and says, my servant. The Lord Jesus said he's healed. And he didn't even go look at the fellow, and he was healed. Now, he didn't need to do that because he said, I've never found such faith, no, not in Israel. This man was outstanding. So today, take your case to the great physician. I believe in divine healing, but I think you've got to go to him with your case, by the way. Now, we're going to see there's certain gifts that are peculiar for different ages. I think the gift that Martin Luther had is not needed today, and the gifts that we have today, he didn't need those. I think the Spirit of God gives gifts 
that the body of Christ might profit, might function in the age it finds itself. We'll see that as we go along. Now you'll notice here that he goes on to say, verse 10, to another work in a miracles. Now that's to do supernatural things. That was in the apostolic age. But I think today we're seeing greater things. The Lord Jesus says, greater things than these shall ye see. Now, when he was here and he spoke a word, and a person is converted like the woman at the well and like Nicodemus, I don't marvel at that. But when I speak it or you speak it and somebody's saved, that's a greater work to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy. Now, prophecy means to declare the will of Christ. That is the word of God. Preach the word, Paul says to young preacher. And that's what we need to do today. And then trust the Spirit of God to use it. To another, a discerning of spirits. That is to distinguish between the false and the true. And I'm convinced I do not have that gift at all. I've been taken in more than any preacher's ever been taken in by individuals. I've trusted certain men. I thought they were genuine. I have certain officers, certain preachers. And my, they've let me down horribly. I've been deceived by them and found that they were liars and that they were dishonest. And I thought they were wonderful. And you do find people with discerning spirit. Now, I don't want this word to get out, but, but my wife is a great help to me in that connection. She tells me, well, you be careful there. Be careful about this individual. Or I think this one is a very wonderful person. Well, She's generally right, and I'm generally wrong. Discerning of spirits. Now, will you notice? And another, divers kinds of tongues. Now, divers is not there. Kinds of tongues. What are kinds of tongues? Unknown? No. You don't find that in the Scripture. These are tongues that are spoken. My friend, without trying to invent an unknown tongue today, there's enough tongues that are left, that we need to get the gospel in. They ought not to waste our time going la-la-la and ba-ba-ba. Let the sheep go ba-ba, and let us try to get the Word of God into one of these languages today. That's the important thing, and that's what he's talking about here. Now, verse 11, But all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, the Holy Spirit is sovereign in this. But I do think that we have a right to covet or pray for the best gifts. And that's what he's going to tell these Corinthians. They're all on a very low level, and he's trying to get them up to a spiritual level. And to get away from, they were all hipped on the tongues movement, and that was their hang-up. And that's exactly why this section is here. You see, he's correcting things that are wrong in the Corinthian church. And that church was wrong, friends. Regardless of what you might think, that church was very far off. And now notice, he makes it clear again, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Now notice that, and notice verse 20. Now drop down to it. But now are they many members, yet one body. Many members in the body of Christ, and then notice again, verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now he uses here a comparison to the human body. One body, but many members. One Holy Spirit giving different gifts to individuals. Now the human body has many members. 
He says that in verse 12 again, for as the body is one, hath many members. Notice verse 14, for the body is not one member, but many. And then again, I go to verse 27, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now the human body has many members, hundreds of members, thousands of members. Now in the church, the body of Christ, there are many gifts. There are hundreds, probably thousands. Now the human body, it has bones and muscles and tissues and glands and organs and nerves and blood vessels. I hurt my foot, went to the doctor, and I asked him, I said, how many bones are there in the foot? I'd been out hunting and stepped off of a cliff and hurt my foot. And he says, 27 bones in the foot. And I said, well, I think I hurt all 27 of them. He said, no, you only hurt one. That was all. Well, you see, one member suffers, they all suffered. The whole foot, you know, felt bad. Now, may I say to you that the body is many members. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I spoke at a baccalaureate of a prep school there. And afterward, went out to a doctor's home for dinner. And he said to me, did you know what was the most important part of your body today when you were talking? Well, I said, imagine my tongue. Oh, no, he said, that's not it at all. He says that the most important part of your body today was a member of your body that no one was conscious of. It was your big toe. He says, that big toe helped you up. He said, if you didn't have a couple of big toes, you wouldn't have been able to stand up there at all. And you know, I've thought about that a great deal. Suppose that my big toe, when I go to preach somewhere, should rebel and say, now look, and in fact, come out with a placard and carried out. I refuse to go and say, I've been going with you for years and you've never called attention to me, your tongue and the rest of your body, your face. Everybody sees, but they don't ever see me. And why don't you take off your shoe and sock and let them get a good look at me sometime? Suppose I did that. Well, by the way, would you like to see my big toe? Well, may I say to you, it's not very attractive at all. It's very unattractive, but it's very important. Now, there are many members in the body of Christ, and some of them you don't see. The most important members of churches I've served have been men and women that the church knew nothing about. It wasn't the officers, the Sunday school teachers, or the soloists, or the preacher. It just happened to be some unknown one, one who prayed, one who had faith, I mentioned a moment ago. Those are the folk that really today are doing it. Now, how do you get into the body of believers, by the way? Listen to this, verse 13. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now, what kind of baptism is this? Baptism of the Holy Spirit, you see. It's the Holy Spirit that puts us in the body of believers, gives us a gift as a particular member, and where to function is that. Maybe a big toe, you see. And it's whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Now, if the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? You have a gift to function, and you should function. And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? And suppose it was all tongue. My friend, even granting today, which I'm not willing to do, but granting that the tongue's movement is for today, everybody wouldn't speak in tongues. 
the analogy is our body. Now, our body's not all tongue. Well, now, I think I've met a few people that you could say they were just about all tongue, but they are the exception. That's not the rule by any means. Dear lady, one time went to a tongues meeting, and the preacher thought she was interested, said to her, Madam, would you like to speak in tongues? She said, Oh, my, no, I'd like to lose about 40 feet off of the one I got now. May I say to you, granted that it was a gift, not everybody would have that gift, you see. And now he says, And now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. He's the one to be pleased, you see. And these gifts are in the body, so the body can function. I had a man one time that had a gift. He was not even an usher, but he always stood in the back. And if there's any disruption in the congregation, an usher would go down and say, for instance, to a lady that's got a baby that's crying. He might speak to her and he'd antagonize her. And I've seen ushers do that, antagonize a woman. But this man had a gift. He had a gift. He'd go down and play with the baby for a minute or two. And he said, by the way, we have a nursery here. Would you like me to take the baby down or show you where the nursery is? And I don't know what it was. She always responded. I don't care who it was. The mother would respond to that. And if there's any kind of a commotion or disturbance, he had a way of handling it. I told him one time, I said, you know, you have a rare gift, one that's needed in the church today. Now, there are different gifts. Somebody says, well, you don't mean those things are gifts. Yes. You know, to bake a cake sometime in a church is pretty important. Getting up a dinner is very important. That's a gift. Some people have that gift. And somebody said, well, I can't believe that. Well, let me tell you about one. There was a couple that had remarkable gifts, but they weren't functioning. Now, I come back to the Lordship of Jesus. The Lord Jesus was not the Lord of the life of Ananias and Sapphira. And they fell down dead before Simon Peter. They couldn't exist in the church, but they had gifts. But they didn't exercise them as they should. Now, you can exercise it in the will of God. There was a woman by the name of Dorcas. She died. And Simon Peter went down, and the widows went by. They had a regular fashion show. They wore the dresses. They said, this is what Dorcas made. And you know the reason they were wearing the dresses? That's all those poor widows had to wear. Dorcas was pretty important in the early church. And Simon Peter raised her from the dead. She wasn't struck dead. She was raised from the dead because she had a gift. And that gift was very important. And God didn't raise Simon Peter from the dead, and yet he was the great preacher on the day of Pentecost. My friend, it's the Spirit of God who's sovereign in this, and he's to determine what's important and what's not important. Now, if God's called you to bake a cake or to sow, and Dorcas, you know, just sowed. What a gift. But that's a gift of the Holy Spirit, and she used it. But now are they many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. I need you. That's the reason that I appeal on the radio, and I don't receive a salary, so I feel free to appeal. I say, you are the feet of the radio ministry. I'm just the mouth of it. And i got to have feet if the radio is to walk out and to go out to the ends of the earth. We need to work together. I need you. You need me. At least I hope you do. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. <laughs> Sowing? You mean to tell me that's a gift? Yes, it is. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon these, we bestow a more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. 
but God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. And you know that in members of the body today, you see a little young dried up boy taking exercise, lifting weights, trying to get muscles, you see, trying to develop that. Now, God pays attention in the body of believers to these small gifts that need to be developed. And there are many gifts that need to be developed today. And there's so many ways that we can help each other. For our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. And therefore, if you feel today that, well, I'm not doing anything for the Lord, the most thrilling thing in the world, especially if you're a young person, oh, what a thrilling thing it is. What an experience, what an adventure to find out what God wants you to do and where to go. Now, he goes on to say that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you're the body of Christ, and your members in particular, and God has set some in the church. Now, here's another list that we have here. There are some in the church, apostles, prophets. Now, those have disappeared. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles, gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Now, some of those gifts have disappeared. They're not in the church today. They're not needed. But what about that word of helps? Oh, my friend, are you helping today in getting the word of God out? That's the thing, a gift of helps. And I thank God for the number of people today that have that gift and are exercising it. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of a miracle? In Paul's day, no. They were not all that. They were not all speaking in tongues. Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? And the answer is, no, they don't. Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, covet earnestly the best gifts. The Holy Spirit's sovereign, but I think you and I have a right to go and ask God for the gift that we want and the best gifts. And I never shall forget. I wasn't brought up in a Christian home, never had any training at all, went away to seminary, didn't even know the books of the Bible. And then I heard Dr. Harry Ironside, and I was approaching it in college from the philosophical standpoint. Oh, I wanted to be one of the intelligentsia and give the philosophical answers. Then I heard Dr. Ironside explain the Scripture in a simple manner. And I went to God and I said, Lord, I want to be that kind of a preacher. I just want to teach your word and be satisfied with that. And, you know, he has heard and answered my prayer in a limited way. I'm sure no Dr. Ironside, but my friend, how I thrill today at the experience and the privilege of teaching the Word of God. And when Dr. Chafer asked me back to Dallas to take his lectures, I just hung up the telephone almost rudely, dropped to my knees, and I said, Oh, God, you have answered my prayers. May I say to you, I know from experience, and that's the reason I say it, you can covet earnestly the best gifts. Oh, my friend, today, I don't mean to be ugly, but don't run off on this tangent thinking if you're speaking in tongues, you're some super-duper somebody. You're not. None of us have anything. We're nothing. May I say to you, covet earnestly the best gift. So until next time, friends, may God richly bless you. 
Listen to this message again or invite a friend or family member to join you in 1 Corinthians at ttb.org. And remember, ttb.org is also the place that you can download Dr. McGee's digital booklet, Gifts of the Spirit, for free. And remember, as Dr. McGee mentioned, if one of your gifts is helping and you'd like to partner with us to get the Word of God out in more than 200 languages worldwide, then consider providing a tank of gas or maybe a new set of tires for the Bible bus. I can say that supporting and volunteering with this ministry is such a blessing to me and my family, and I'd invite you to do the same. Find out more by calling 1-800-65-BIBLE or visit ttb.org forward slash give. And, of course, the most important way that you can partner with us is through your prayers. So if you haven't already, please sign up for our world prayer team at ttb.org forward slash pray. Once you're on the team, the only thing that we send you is an email each day, Monday through Friday, with prayer prompts and stories of praise from different countries each day. Again, the address to join is ttb.org forward slash pray. Well, that's all for today. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll see you next time as we continue this amazing journey through the Bible. Jesus came Today's study is always available, free to stream or download, thanks to the generous and faithful investments from your fellow Bible bus travelers. Just go to ttb.org or download our app to listen again anytime. As always, we'd love to know what's God teaching you.